Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's get to our counterpoint. We've got lots to get through. We've got Jillian Smith, associate over at Hill and Knowlton. Hello. Hello. What's Happy your official title? What is your official title there? Associate. Okay. Perfect. Easy. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's little. All right. And Stephen LeDrew, who of course has many titles: Toronto-based lawyer, broadcaster, and <laughs> now I'm supposed to call you a homemaker. I wash dishes. I bake food. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. Stuff like that. I go. clean houses. I clean toilets. <laughs> I should start a business. Yeah. That's not bad. Hey, there's How's a... your household, Alex. Well, I do all the same things. Oh, you do it yourself? There you go. I thought a big radio shooter like you would have had somebody do it. Do it? Yeah, no. No, that would that would be me. That would be, well. Yeah, jack of all trades. <laughs> That's because they're both from non-Toronto towns. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's talk a little bit about the story we just had on uh, Global News Exclusive, um, you know, about these non-Indigenous or these uh, these healing lodges, these indigenous healing lodges, we obtained information through uh, access to information, which is the only way you can ever find out about anything. And of the four, just four of the nine lodges reveals 15% of those offenders are either white or from other countries. Now these, uh, I'll start with you on this, Jillian. These are supposed to help indigenous offenders. And I think most would look at this and say it's being exploited. We don't have any elders on the board to make these decisions. They were removed. And clearly, Terry McClintock was just one uh, using these uh, facilities. Should we overhaul them or just get rid of them? It's it's worth looking at how they can be reformed. So there are a few things that also came out in your report, which is one is uh, they're they're not at full capacity, yeah. first of all. So are they actually serving their purpose? Are the right people in the right place at the right time to serve their time? Uh, and then if you throw the McClintock angle into the story, that just that's just fuel on the fire. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a story that touched such a nerve with almost every Canadian. I, I think you need to separate that out from when you're looking at the lodges themselves. You, you do. However, it, it is only because Terry Lynn McClintock was discovered at one of these things, um, St- uh, Stephen, that this is even being looked into because Abigail, who is a reporter on this, you know, she did an information to say, like, an information request to say, well, how many other people might be in these these um, lodges? And the bottom line is, uh, to those in Indigenous communities, if they feel that these are being exploited or they're being made fools of or taken advantage of, that is that does nothing for uh, reconciliation. Oh, absolutely. It just shows, first of all, I mean, great reporting, and it takes a small little scandal to uh, break something out, which uh, Abigail has uh, pursued. I would like to know how much money this institution gets from Canadian taxpayers, first of all. Uh, secondly, I think that it's a proper thing when it's, it has a good governance for Indigenous peoples. And certainly, uh, according to all uh, surveys, not polls, but surveys, there are a high number of Indigenous people because they have huge cultural problems in some areas in jails. And I think it's stunning that uh, this place is not filled. Yeah, It should be filled. Um, and I, I don't think we should withdraw funding, but whoever is running it, 
<laughs> the elders are not running it. Yeah. If it's Corrections Canada running it, the people in Corrections running it should be fired, sent out of town, packing, and there should be a whole new uh, governance uh, establishment in there to make sure that it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. What tax- taxpayers expect a government-funded, I, I don't know how much funding I, or whether we pay all of it. Well, it's, it's part of Corrections Canada, so we well, fund we this. We fund this, but right. if you're going to put a facility for a specific, um, you know, uh, group of people, then I expect those people yeah. to get that if, service. If they and, have a jail cell empty one night, and they right. have a need, fill it, fine, I get that. But to have long-term people there who are not offenders there, who are not uh, indigenous, I think it's, uh, I think it's terrible. And I think that uh, this is part of uh, public safety, and I think the minister should be called out on the carpet and saying, you know what, you've got to do something in your department because it is run amok. Yeah, well, look, uh, there's lots of blame to go around on this, Jillian. I do think you raise an interesting point just about the fact that we know that we have Indigenous people in facilities right now, that they shouldn't be there. They'd probably do very well in these lodges. And if they're being displaced because a white offender or someone who's not supposed to be there is there... You know. Well, they're not even being displaced. They're not even being put in there to begin with because they're not a capacity. Well, we don't know that. Well, well, well I guess, they're not yeah. a capacity. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about General Motors because it is done. Uh, many of us thought it was done. Uh, but, of course, uh, Jerry Dias of Unifor ragged the puck on this thing. He met with GM over the last couple of days. We learned today that the company that, yes, Canadians paid billions to save, um, says, no, it's simply too expensive to make the cars uh, that people don't want in this country. Um, and, and the proposal that uh, Unifor had made simply doesn't work. Here is the vice president of General Motors. The proposals that they brought forward, we, we examined them in detail, but they really didn't work economically. They all increased costs and didn't really help get at the, the fundamental problems uh, that we faced. Uh, so, so Stephen, I'll start with you on this because Dias uh, is furious at all three levels of the government, so including his friend uh, Mr. Justin Trudeau, uh, saying they didn't do enough. And, and the the reality is, um, this thing's done, and the, he's still fighting mad on this thing. Well, I think he should be fighting mad. It's his position to be fighting mad. He's out there fighting for the men and women who used to or work and still work and are are doomed in these jobs. Um, I think. They have a great add-up. I saw the billboard downtown today where it says, Canada gave $11 billion to GM. Mm. Mexican, Mexico gave zero, and they're getting the jobs. What gives here? Um, and he went to the wall, and that's his job, and he's doing a, a great job at it. I think that uh, the facts just show that uh, they're pulling out GM is uh, skunking Canada. I think there should be, as I have my own private little protest, and uh, I don't buy anything made by Heinz since they pulled out of Leamington. Mm. I don't pull, buy anything made by, um, what is it, you'd be Hershey Chocolate since they pulled out of Smith Falls. I already tell people, don't buy GM. They pulled out of Canada. They abandoned Canada. So, you know what? Screw them. But uh, it shows something as well about the union movement that's going through a lot of changes. Diaz is an intelligent man. And uh, he will lead it through those changes because they have priced themselves out of the market. When you have access to Mexican workers, auto workers, they aren't going to pay all the fees that, uh, that Canada does. But look what happens, though. We are running to that, Alex, with Bombardier. All the problems we have with Bombardier, yeah. because stuff is made sure. in Mexico, set up here, it doesn't fit together, and people in Toronto do not have their streetcars. Right, yeah. but we also keep handing out money to these companies, and we never put any bloody insane. provisions in place. Jillian. GM paid back. 
Well, GM not all of it. Back. They were they were forgiven for parts well, of their loan. A in, very in the small fall. amount. Chrysler had yeah. the had the bigger part of that. Yeah, but, billions, but no, no. But hang on. Billions. You know, we we what I really wish everybody. I agree with with Stephen that you know Jerry Dias is doing exactly what Jerry Dias ought to do. But I think the effort really has to be on what's going to happen with those workers. Yep. So half of them are eligible for pensions, but there's another half that we've got to figure out what what are they going to be able to do. Well, the spinoff and, job loss is about twenty thousand. And then the lar- that's the larger yeah. question. That's where that's where our eye needs to be. And what are we going to do there? And what are we going to do about jobs of the future? So we talk about Bombardier. The difference the difference with Bombardier is you've got the managerial and the engineering jobs in Canada mm-hmm. where you didn't have that necessarily with GM. GM is growing its engineering base here in Canada. But they just don't, the the numbers just aren't the same as they were with an old manufacturing base. So it's about the transformation of an an economy, and everybody's proving to be very flat-footed about how we handle it. Well, yeah, I'll agree with you on all of the on those points. All right, I don't want to spend much more time uh, talking about GM. I do have a want to talk about Canada's pot shortage. They are oh, saying terrible. this, <laughs> but this shortage could last three years, according oh. to uh, industry execs, um, who are saying production estimates are way too rosy. And all of the uh, provinces, Stephen, are dealing with these supply issues. You've got stores in uh, certain provinces that are only opening three days a week, whatever. The bottom well, line is, well, exactly. How do you oh, have a pot terrible. shortage? They well, have the government terrible. caused this. Well, right. But, so it, the, the regulations are such that you basically have to grow pot in a bank vault, right? So it, you can't scale up production if that's what you, if 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 that's the if that's the avenue you have to go through. So it's actually government that's caused this problem. Well, because the black market has never never had a shortage of pot. You know, and that's where people are going to go, and Stephen. There's a lock crawling in Smith Falls where Hershey Chocolate used to be, mm-hmm. owned by the liberal uh, insiders. Yep. So I, I think it's just horrible, though, that the government could allow this shortfall to occur. I, I sense some sarcasm in your voice. No, oh. no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Trudeau's been in power for, you know, over three years, and he should have known that there's going to be huge demand. And they should have been planting seeds. They should have had young Canadians in summer jobs uh, for years. <laughs> as, long years. As, as long as they were pro-choice. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, as long as they're pro-choice. A new version of seeds. tree planting. Yeah. Well, look, the bottom line is, like, the supply that they've got, they're worried about things like mold and that. I'm like, well, I don't think they worry about that on the black market. Smoke it off. No worries. There you go. <laughs> you know? We have bigger things to worry about in this country than a shortage of marijuana. Yes. Unless but, however... Unless the going to pot, yeah. we need more pot. But, however, this defeats the purpose of why this was brought in. It was brought in to get rid of the black market. And if we don't have supply for three years, guess who's going to be getting the business? Even if we had the supply, it's not going to get rid of the black market. People I know who buy it say, why should I shift? Why should I go down to a store Mm -hmm. when I have it delivered to my home now by a man or a woman who's been doing it for years and years and years? Good stuff, cheap. I don't want my name on government rolls that they're going to sell later on. I don't want my name on uh, credit cards. I don't want to go out into one of these little shops and buy it. I'm going to stay other way. The black market is going to be even bigger than ever. Yeah, Stephen's got delivery service. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We've got Jillian Smith and Stephen LeDrew joining us here for this counterpoint. Let's get into round two. Uh, concern over the fate of Ontario Place apparently growing um, after the new board chair, who's been there for an awful long time, said the park is, quote, in complete disrepair and can be built and rebuilt any way Premier Doug Ford wishes. That comment, of course, uh, prompted heads to explode on the left. 
uh, who have now planned a rally for next Saturday, arguing that they have to fight to keep this water park that no one's really paid attention to for, oh, I don't know, ever, Jillian? I mean, I don't care what they put in there because... It'll it'll be a great place anyway. Well, I mean, why why are heads exploding? There's I nothing to be. Ex- I literally have heard no plan from Ford. So None. And and uh, Vic Fideli was out saying there's nothing on the table, but there's nothing off the table. And even today, Mayor Tory was out saying he's confident that the city will be consulted in whatever plans may come. But there there's nothing on the table right now. There's nothing to get upset about. Are you suggesting that this is a manufactured outrage? Quite possibly. Oh, that's crazy, Stephen. Manufactured outrage by, by downtown councillors over well, Ontario. You know what? I mean, it's the left always wants to keep things in disrepair. They do that with social housing. I've had so many complaints from people this week about social housing, and they say, one, one in particular, they said, we phoned our councillor, who's a real prominent former communist uh, in the left, <laughs> and they said she does nothing because she said, well, they all, they, those people have a right to uh, live the terrible way they want to live and disrupt everybody else. There you go. Um, and this thing, you know, I mean, there's not, there's, it's been in disrepair for years and years, no question about that. Someone says, and I have to, I, I read the, um, the comments very carefully, I think the new chairman did a heck of a job because he's got out there front row center now. He is going to get a lot of ideas going on it. And the left would like to just let it go. Nothing happened. Let's just fall into disrepair because that's the way they deal with things. Or, or well, you know, they, you they didn't get outraged over John Tory proposing, you know, expensive real estate there. But the thought of, like, I don't know, a Ferris wheel. I don't know why people, why are people so offended by Ferris wheels? Like, does, London's got a huge Ferris wheel, and I think it's very popular. I mean, it might not be, I wouldn't care if they put one down there, but people go crazy over the fact that there might be... We'll have that with a roller coaster from pod to pod. That drives them crazy. Well, I, th- I think Janut just did the right thing. Yeah. Just uh, throw it out there and say, this place is in disrepair. It needs a, you know, a lot of rebuilding and some creative ideas. And now he's going to get it. So good for him for doing that. I mean, Jillian, wouldn't it be worth our while to put something in there that kind of serves a bunch of purposes? Of like- course. Of course. I mean, it's uh, it's every everyone when they talk about it, they refer to it as a jewel. Yeah, Everybody well, understands that it, the, the site, maybe not yeah. the, the buildings themselves, not the structures. But, uh, you know, everybody knows that this is a great opportunity. So let's make the most of it. Yeah, that's what I say. It's you know, if it, if it would never be built today, if, if when Bill Davis yeah. built this as premier eons ago, they would never be allowed to do that today because the left would be up there saying, oh. You're disturbing our waves. Yeah. Well, look, if there was a windmill proposed, they, that thing would be built years ago. So, nonetheless. <laughs> Maybe we can get a, propel, a a Ferris wheel propelled by a windmill, and then everyone will be happy, no? Or a Ferris wheel that creates energy. They, that would be perfect. A, a we do not need pipelines. Ferris. We can do <laughs> Ferris wheel power. I that idea. Yeah. I don't want to give him. I'm not going to give him that idea. You heard it here first. Global News learning that the uh, RCMP now looking into threats about killing Justin Trudeau. The the threats have been appearing on a Facebook page, uh, which is uh, for, I guess, Canadians who align with the Yellow Vest protests we've been seeing overseas. Some comments uh, suggesting, quote, Trudeau needs to be shot, uh, should eat lead, he should be hanged. He should be assassinated, John F. Kennedy style. I mean, the, the page itself makes it clear that they are against violence and they want civility. But, Jillian, I just look at this and say this is social media, the cancer of it. It's mm-hmm. bad on the far right, far left, mm-hmm. and enough already. Oh, it's bad everywhere. Now, I mean, I'm glad the RCMP is taking it seriously. Like, I mean, obviously, it's 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 of concern. 
but this isn't unique to the prime minister. Right. I mean, this this toxicity exists everywhere. And so, you know, I wish the RCMP would look out for me and for my friends that get attacked on social media. So, yeah, the new trick is not putting the, your little like the the at in front of your name so that you can just attack the person without them knowing it. Mm-hmm. That's the new thing, you know. But bottom line, great. Well, it just says something about social media, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it attracts a lot of loonies. It has really good value as far as mm. you know information mm. if you know the source. Yeah, but, but too many people don't know the source. Exactly. That's when you don't know the source, which is why. Which is why smarter people and more experienced people now are saying, if I want to get my news, I'm going to go to a recognized news agency. Mm. Like Global, like 640, because they have trained people who separate the baloney um, you know, from, the, from the truth on this thing. But as far as the prime minister, I think it's reprehensible. I think the RCMP should go after the persons who... Social media should go after them. I mean, my God, Facebook, I mean, they're supposed to do... They said that they would stop this kind of behavior. You know, well, Facebook. We were going to get nothing out of Facebook. Yeah. You know that, Alex. I know. I mean, I just, I'm not on it anymore. Well, well, why would anybody be on it? Well, look, I just don't get anything out of it. I do want to talk about Brian Cranston because I love Brian Cranston. He is um, a Hollywood actor made famous for his role in Breaking Bad. He's um, in a new movie, Jillian, called The Upside, where he plays the character of a disabled um, man, even though he is an able-bodied person. He's being absolutely piled on by ones of crazy um, triggered people about playing the role uh, because they they say it's not okay for an able-bodied person now to play a disabled body person. So, but this is what actors do. Is this not if we don't play the role of another person, what are actors supposed to do? Well, what what happens to art? What happens to imagination? So part of it is uh, people who have been shut out entirely from that industry and, and want to have a voice. So there's 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 part of that argument there. But if you carry it through to uh, its conclusion, that that particular story is about a Frenchman and an Algerian. Mm. Well, we don't have a Frenchman or an Algerian playing those roles. So it's it. it uh, I think you know it's uh, you you need to have different voices telling different stories. But at the same time, you have to have Ooh. latitude for imagination, for for empathy, for art as well. Albeit, this is one good way to get rid of Hollywood, there, uh, Mr. LeDrew. Like cultural appropriation. Well, apparently, that's what this is reprehensible again. And you know, how could how could someone who is not disabled play somebody disabled? That is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. But you know, the other thing is, Alex, who's piling on them? Social media. Yeah, the, I mean, there's nobody responsible is piling on him. It's just a bunch of whack jobs. Well, right, but again, on. some people get fired for it. I mean, look, Scarlett Johansson was supposed to play the role of a transgender person, and she backed out of that role because the pile-on was just so fierce that she oh, said, this isn't no worth guts. it. No well, guts. if you've ever been on one of those, under one of those pile-ons, they ain't great. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I don't think she should have backed out, but clearly, you know, when, when the anger gets so loud, they do know, Jillian, that they can actually push people out. That's, and if they get one, then they're fueled for yeah, the well, that's that's mob mentality. Yeah. But uh, you know, but there again, there is a there is there is a room in the discussion for people in their own voices telling their own stories as well. I mean, one does not negate the other. Yeah. All right. But that, but Jillian put it exactly right. It's, it's mob rule. Yeah. And you know, we are going to go down the toilet faster than anything if we pay attention to the. But we are. Rule. We are, Stephen. We are going down the toilet faster. No, but we are faster. listening to it because no, we've got. Who should? Well, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. But we know that in the corporate world or in life itself, that we are all bending over backwards not to offend these, these, and this is what's created the problem. I would say that you don't bend over backwards not to offend them. I don't 
bend over backwards not to offend them. In fact, sometimes it's fun to offend them because <laughs> it's, just, it's just so easy to offend people for nothing. It just shows how silly and supine they are. There and you so, go. you know what? You know, this just has to be finished. Otherwise, we are going to go down the toilet. We'll have a chance of that on October 21st, I think it is. There you go. Well, there you go. Well, look, they always say don't feed the trolls. This is what they're talking about. Don't <laughs> feed the trolls. Like, well, they say don't feed the trolls on social media don't because that's the how energy. you don't give them don't the Don't feed the, the energy. Yeah. All right. Well, I, Jillian's a good advisor on that. That's, you, that's what she does very well. That's because uh, she's a smart gal there. Well, got to leave it there. Women and me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. I got to leave it there. Thank you, Mr. LeDrew. Always pleasure a pleasure. Thank you, Ms. Smith. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you coming down. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.